This is the Pathways to Greatness podcast, and I'm your host, Jeff Forrester. Today's guest is one that I've recently become friends with, and it's it's a really fun, deep friendship because of Matthew's authenticity and vulnerability. And that's one of the things that there's no doubt you will gather through this whole episode of just the importance of just of being vulnerable and owning the mistakes that you've made because then you take power from them. One of the things that Matthew talks about is being a professional hypocrite. So I'm not going to spoil it because I really want you to think about that as he's having a conversation. And so everybody, here's Matthew Hedden. See, it already feels weird. <laughs> no, I'm good. I'm weird anyway. Let's yeah, exactly. Well, man, I I wanted to uh, really minimize the upfront conversation so it was really real and people got to hear the the friendship. I think that's that I feel is mutual that is consistently building. We haven't talked that much one on one, but I've really connected <clears throat> with you since the very first Zoom that you scheduled. Yeah, I 100% agree, man. I, I'm honored to call you friend. And I don't say that um, willy nilly. I'm lacking better terms right now. But, um, you know, we reach out like, you know, you sending me um, a song that spoke to you this morning or um, just random stuff like that. You don't just do that with random people. You know what I mean? Yeah, no. Awesome. So Matthew Heaton is your name, right? Did I pronounce it right? But it's Heaton. It's Heaton, but that's OK. okay. Well, at least you didn't say Matt. So we're good. Well, I've noticed that everything's Matthew, so I get it. I have a, um, a cousin-in-law that she hates her name shortened, so um, I understand the sensitivity of that as well, because my mom's the only person that calls me Jeffrey, so <laughs> I prefer Jeff. But so before we get into everything, I like to do something that's fun, so I'm sure you've played Would You Rather before, correct? Yeah, man. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's hope it's better than my past experience. It, it is. It's fun. This is a, right. a good family podcast. All right. So would you rather freeze time or travel back in time? Back in time. Ooh, why so? Uh, well, there's, you know, I could, the people I could meet. Um, I mean, the easy one, I mean, I could, dude, I could meet Jesus. Like, are you kidding me? Right. Like, I mean, that's easy. I, you know, uh, Caesar, like see that stuff. Um, just the people you could meet and the things you could see. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it is an easy one though, man. I like I could go watch Jesus Jesus's Sermon on the Mount. Like, if you could name something that would be cooler than that, like I'd love to hear it. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Well, we'll get in. So I, I gotta. I almost asked a question that will mess up the whole podcast because I want to get into it. So I'm glad All that right. you answered it that way because it was sincere and honest. So I just had to make a note. So the next one, would you rather live without music or TV? TV. Okay. Would you rather only be able to work out chest or legs? I mean, I'm a dude, so I'd much rather say that I'd rather work out chest. Um, but I, I'd have to, just because I know what I need, I, w- I would rather work out legs. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, this was a special question just for you. So that's why I had to yeah. ask it that way. All right. Yeah. And then the final one, would you rather have pizza or tacos? 
Oh, bro. Um, I don't, I don't know that answer, man. Because I mean, you got fish tacos, you got regular tacos, but you got all. I, let's go with pizza, man. Okay. Um, you know, I'm gonna need to work out my legs a lot if I'm gonna do that. But yeah, let's go with it. <laughs> See, that's good. No, man. Well, like I said, I really appreciate you. The The name of the podcast is Pathways to Greatness. And again, when I first, when you first shared your story with me, I knew that you were a perfect fit because of a, where you're at now and the way you are so introspective and self-aware and how you just own up to so much stuff you can bring tons of value to anybody that you talk to. So I'm glad that you're putting yourself out there. I'm glad that you're sharing all this information with people. So that leads me to the question that triggered in my brain, the very first, would you rather question? So if you went back in time, would you change some of the things that you had done? No. Um, it, it hurts my soul to say that, man, because um, I did a lot of messed up things to, to a lot of good people. Um, one of them is myself. <laughs> um, and I hurt a lot of great people. I really did, man. Um, but without it, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't be right here. Um, and and I, I don't think I could change that. I think it's right where God wanted me to be. Um, I'm, you know, who am I to say this is how he wanted me to get here, <laughs> um, but it's where I am and it's what I know. Um, and it was, it was a heck of a ride if you want to call it a ride. Um, but no, man, I wouldn't. Okay. I, I had a feeling that's the way you would answer it, but it, when it clicked in my head and, and I'm the same way there, there are things that, that I wish that I could go over but just like the things that you shared is uh, we wouldn't be who we are today and where we are and the people that we could potentially bring value to. I don't know if we could because it created the awareness and the aha moments and that rock bottom moment that we had to, to hit. Yeah. I mean, I wish I could take the pain and hurting from certain people. Um, but I, I still wouldn't change anything. Yeah. So as much as you feel comfortable, would you would you share kind of where where you were in a in a nutshell and and bring us up to speed of where you are today? Because I my goal is to to show people where they can go and not specifically where they're from, but with I know with everybody's story and yours specifically, since I know some of it, where you were brings a ton of credibility of how you can help people go to somewhere else, primarily because you know on your Instagram, you you talk about that you're a transformation coach, your speaker, positive influencer. I added that, which I think you should add to your title, <laughs> um, veteran and a, a recovered addict. So, Matthew, just share share some of the things that you feel that people need to know about who you are. Yeah, oh well, I'll tell you, I didn't know I was an influencer because um, that had such a negative connotation, right? Uh, but I, you know, it shouldn't. Um, Man, I was absolutely a professional hypocrite. Um, and I know that sounds like a weird term, but, you know, everybody's a hypocrite, but I was a pro, man. Um, I had a doctorate in hypocrisy. <coughs> Excuse me. And, um, you know, 
you can start toward the end. I'll start toward the end of being a personal trainer and a pretty good one. Um, in spite of myself, um, you know, I would be drunk, passed out in the back of my car outside of the gym, wake up, do a line of coke, um, and go train and continue doing it all day long. Um, while I was telling people about their health and fitness. Um, and yet I was still getting the results. I was still making a pretty good living. Um, like I said, in spite of myself, um, and I guess it comes down to what got me there, right? Um, the alcohol, the narcotics, the chasing women, all that stuff was just absolutely a symptom of what was going on inside, um, which was honestly, man, I hated myself. Um, and I know that sounds like some, you know, let's hug a tree, um, self-help stuff, but it, it really does boil down to, I had never forgiven myself for a lot of the things, um, maybe call it survivor's guilt from being in Iraq. Um, you know, the things maybe we did, um, things we were part of, things I saw. Um, I just hadn't coped with them. I hadn't handled them. Um, and the alcohol and the drugs, they kept me from having to do the one thing that I really needed to do, which was be silent and be still. Um, you know, I was impatient for suicide. My first wife um, pulled a gun out of my mouth in a totally separate incident. Um, you know, I, I was not a very faithful, uh, significant other to people. I was, I lied um, to everybody. And, you know, about my habits, where I was, what I was doing. Um, and in my, I mean, I had a good heart. You know, you hear that, oh, he's got such a good heart, man. Oh, but just he's got so much potential and he's got a good heart. But the world is littered with people with a ton of potential. Um, and through grace, man, honestly, I don't know what in the world God has planned for me, but evidently I'm here for something. Even my dad's like, boy, you should have been gone a long time ago. Um, and he's right. But it was it was a mess, man, to, to sum it up and, and to, to quantify it. I mean, last year I spent $82,000 in alcohol and cocaine. Um, so I, I did a Tesla. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and like nothing to, to show for it, right? I mean, nothing positive, that is. Not really. No. And how many times do we, and I'm speaking to myself as well, is do we just not take an inventory or an audit of the things that we have done and, and the price that we've paid for those? Mm -hmm. And and I think a lot of it, and that's why you know, I'm glad that you shared that. And it's such a powerful testimony to who you are now is being able to be open about that. I mean, that's, that's not something I know that you're proud of, but it's part of who you are. <clears throat> no, man. And I'll admit it. You know, I don't think a lot of people are going to question my masculinity and go right ahead. If you'd like, I'm fine with it. I'm secure. Um, but man, I, I reflect every day and I'm writing and, you know, doing these, um, so humble to be doing these shows where people want to hear. And, um, man, I, I cry every day when I just reflect back, write down, learn my lessons. And the thing about it is, man, and, you know, when you keep sitting there, when you're going through, you're like, why me, why this, why that? 
a lot of times you got to look at yourself first, right? Um, and even if it wasn't your fault, it's your responsibility to handle it. Um, and that's hard for a lot of people to swallow. Um, but when you miss that lesson, man, then you miss the blessing. Mm. And so you have to learn that lesson. And it may be later, um, but it can be turned into a blessing in some form or fashion. I got to take notes. That's why I'm quiet. <laughs> you're <laughs> you're dropping, dropping nuggets, man. Um, so when you, and all those things play right into multiple pathways to greatness because everybody has a unique path that they've ventured out on. So, you know, as you've started to go through this pathway to your, to finding your greatness, um, other than self-awareness, what are some of the other things that have come to light for you that's helping you on this journey, so to speak? I mean, it is, this is going to sound cliche again, um, but I was not able to change until I surrendered, surrendered to my hypocrisy, surrendered um, to the fact that it was me. Um, and then in order to change, surrender to God. Um, without that, people ask me all the time, how are you able to quit cold turkey? How are you able to change all that stuff? How are you strong enough? Well, I wasn't. That's the point. Um, and then vulnerability is, is your strength. Um, you have to be vulnerable in order to look inside. You have to be vulnerable in order to grow. You have to be vulnerable with those around you that you love um, in order to grow with them and, and to truly give them who they deserve. You have to be vulnerable with God. Um, but truly, most of all, yourself. So that that really is the, the biggest takeaway that I, I've taken from from all of this is, you know, three big words, man, um, that I've used this year are availability, vulnerability, and gratitude. Um, when you're available for opportunity, available for change, available for growth um, and, and the positive things that are out there, um, and then you're vulnerable enough to, to share and, and to take those things in and then just be gracious every day, man. Um, I mean, you've heard me say it before, but you know, if, if you, if everything, uh, I'm saying this wrong, but if everything you didn't say thank you for today, everything you didn't spend time praying for, everything you didn't spend just a second being gracious for today was gone tomorrow. Don't you think? we'd handle things just a little bit differently. Oh yeah. A hundred percent. It's that, that idea of we get so wrapped around the axle on the little things that we're aggravated about. And it's so easy to forget the things that are truly precious. You know, it's like the, your friends that are around you, your significant other, your kids, we allow the lie of, the little things that are driving us nuts to, to make us not appreciate that person because the way they smack their gum, chew their food, <laughs> they don't clean up after themselves. They, you know, leave cabinet doors open. If that person was gone tomorrow, I wish that that cabinet door was left open. I wish 
you know, that there were still clothes on the floor. And that's what's so powerful about what you just said from a gratitude perspective is we have to look at the, the magnitude without that person to appreciate the gratitude. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So one of the things you said at the beginning, so those are the three words I want people to really listen to that you said is available, vulnerable, and gratitude, right? Those are the three key words. Mm-hmm. So I haven't heard anybody talk about available before. So I would love for you to dig into that and share what you mean by that and how people can really start to become available. Yeah, man. Um, so first off, you got to be available to learn how to change right i don't know what just happened to my lighting here i really don't know it's all right um i'm available um but you have to be available to those that want to help you to those that care um to those that are trying to help lift you up you got to be available to god man like so many times you're like oh he's not paying attention he's not listening yeah, bro, he is. Yeah, he is. It, we're so distracted. And I think that's the key thing is in order to be available, you can't be distracted, right? Um, you know, I, I put this when it comes to purpose, passion, God, you know, love. I, I look at it like this. You ever, I'm sure you've never had this because, you know, you have a family, so this would have never happened where you're trying to watch, um, you know, a Florida Gators game, right? Where not the one where they did that to South Carolina, but any other game. And, you know, you're trying to hear what the announcer says. You want to hear their take on the first down, right? And the kids are running around screaming and the wife's talking to you about whatever. And you can't hear the announcer, right? Well, think about God like the announcer. He's still talking. You just have so many dadgum distractions, you can't hear them. So you got to be available to listen, to be still, to be silent. Um, And and, uh, you link it to that term FOMO, right? We hear that term, if you've ever heard it, fear of missing out. What I think so many people are missing out on is the one thing they need, which is to be still. What they're missing out on is peace. Because they're so busy chasing other things, they're not available to find out what they're actually supposed to be doing. So why do you think people are so busy, so to speak? Because it's really hard to look at yourself and dig deep. It is the hardest thing in the world to do. Um, It is really hard to look at trends in your life and go, this thing keeps happening over and over again. Well, Maybe this is oversimplifying, but if something keeps happening over and over again and you're the common denominator, it's probably you. And, and that's, that's, you know, that could be a blow. Um, it was to me. Um, and I'm not saying that for a fact, you know, for everybody, but I'm saying it's a point to look at. And when we're busy, we don't have to be introspective. We don't have to um, stop and say, wait a minute, maybe I'm not fulfilling my purpose. Maybe I'm not actually happy. Um, I've noticed something in, in, in business um, to which you know I have been successful in spite of myself until now is 
I never hear highly successful people say they're busy. They say I'm working. And that really holds a lot of weight to me when we look at ourselves. Are you busy? Are you being productive? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And that was, I'm glad you brought that up. That was a big aha moment for me is coming from a corporate world who celebrates busyness over productivity. They actually frown on productivity because you, if you're, if you're productive, you're not super busy, you're productive. And they say that you, that they don't, but coming into the, the idea of being a, a, a business owner and working on my own, you start to realize is what I'm doing right now, creating wealth. And a lot of the times it's a no, but I looked back as a corporate you know, person for the past 20 plus years, I never had to justify. So it's almost like they lure you into a false sense of safety and comfort by that paycheck of just, just stay active, stay busy, and everybody won't pay attention to you. As long as you're sending emails and they're well-crafted, <clears throat> you're off of everybody's radar. And it's the, I don't know, I, I, I know you like movies as well, but the movie Big, is at the beginning when he's just typing away and he's going through and and um, John Lovitz leans over like, whoa, 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 slow down. You're going to make mm-hmm. us all look bad because he was being productive. He was getting stuff done. And they're like, no, bring And I remember several people when I first started in my industry in pharmaceuticals, I'd called them up and told them how many calls I had during the day. And they're like, whoa, you're going to throw off everybody's average. When you hit eight calls, go home. I'm like, what? Like, but what if it's like two o'clock? They're like, nah, he's like, don't mess it up. You know, just spread it out over the week. I was like, that is just so weird. But what happens is you get into that year after year where you're over anxious and then you get a different boss and you you start to realize, okay, I just have to conform. I can't be completely honest. I have to be, I have to conform. So I'm curious from, you know, again, from the things that you've seen, what are some of the things that, that you see people conforming to that they shouldn't? I'm going to go back to distractions, man. Um, and, and I don't want to turn the whole thing religious, but I would say the world first Please and foremost. Do. First and foremost, let's go there. Um, you know, it, we have a greater purpose for being here than just making a crap ton of money. And money is not the root of all evil what are you doing with it um yeah i, I like money I, do i want a mountain house yeah absolutely but is that going to make me happy no and and the thing is we've gotten so entrenched in this but if i get this if i get this newest iphone if i get this newest thing and i get this 80k i don't even know what this crap is it's going to make me happy no it's not no it's not and you know or in my field right? And fitness, which is one of my tools, right? And personal development. Oh, dude, when I get that six pack, I'm going to be happy. No, you're not. I've never seen that make somebody happy because then it just transfers over to something else. Um, you know, and, and it, we, we get into these social norms and that, that's the thing that does, you know, let's take one of my former things for being an alcoholic, right? So let's think about this. 
this one really hit me the other day. So you got a long day of work, right? And, you know, he comes home and, you know, my ex used to do this. You come home and I would do it too. You're going to get, run a nice hot bath, and drop a CBD bath bomb with some lavender sea salts from the Dead Sea, some other weird stuff. And somebody blessed it with some shaman thing. I don't know what's happening there. But anyway, it's great. And you're like, awesome. I'm going to use this to relax and I'm going to pour myself a glass of wine, right? Or I'm going to meet up with my friends today, right? We're going to go hang out and then we're going to have some beers, right? You really enjoy these people. We're going to go have some drinks. Or I'm going to go watch South Carolina beat the crap out of Clemson today. And we're going to have some drinks, right? Or I'm going to go to this concert. You get the point, right? That bath is supposed to be relaxing to you. Your friends should lift you up and they should be fun enough on their own. That sports football game, that football game right there, the World Cup yesterday, right? Um, with Messi doing his thing again. Like, that's supposed to be entertainment, right? So why do you need to add something else to it when it's already supposed to be great? And it's that mindset of more, 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 more that makes us feel like less, 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 less. So I think that's a lot of it, man. We're just chasing this emptiness that we think is going to make us happy and we just end up hollow. So how do you manage, I'm trying to think of the best way to, like the triggers. So I'll, I'll give a personal example yep. and I'm coming around and I'm, I'm getting better with it is I, along those same lines, if something stressful happened, I immediately would go to, like you said, I need a beer, I need wine, I need bourbon, I need something like that to take the edge off. Mm-hmm. And, or it shifted to, I wanted French fries from Chick-fil-A. Mm-hmm. You know, so I went from, from a, a, a negative situation into a potentially another negative that gave me this weird sense of, of feeling better. So right. how do you manage or coach people to manage their, their triggers if they're negative? So actually, so it's not, it's not easy, but it is simple, right? As is the case, in my opinion, with most things. Most things are pretty simple. If this solution, right, didn't create it, then it can't solve it. Mm. And I found something very interesting. We surveyed a lot of clients. I worked with a lot, a lot, a lot of people over the last 14 years, right? And one thing I realized is this. We ask everybody, when life is hard, when things are difficult, what do you use to cope? Like, what do you run to? And then when things are good and you want to celebrate and enjoy, what do you go to? Over 90% of people had the same answer for both questions. So when life is good, what do you do? Get a beer, right? You pop a bottle of champagne. When work is hard, you do the same thing. Maybe not the champagne, but the beer, the bourbon, right? And I'm not saying those things are wrong. It just doesn't work for me. I can't handle it. Food is the other is the second most common answer, right? Survey says, like, we're on Family Feud. Number three was shopping, okay? All of those, in the majority of, well, in the majority of the time, those ended up having a negative feeling associated to them later. So if something is supposed to be a comfort or a reward, how can it have a negative connotation tied to it? 
and your brain doesn't know which one's happening. Is he comforting me now or are we celebrating? I don't know. So you think about that and go, okay, is this going to make me feel negative later? Just stop for two seconds. Just create a little bit of space and just ask that. And if the answer is it's not going to make me feel better later, I'm going to have some guilt tied to it and say, what will make me feel better now and later? Now, that's not easy, but it is really simple. Mm -hmm. And let's say there's an issue at work. Let's take you. Let's say there's an issue at work, something backed up, right? And your boss just, well, now you work for yourself or, you know. So, yeah, your boss made you mad. <laughs> you know, everybody asks me how I like working for myself. And I'm like, great, man, but my boss was an idiot. But like, <laughs> is, is this, let's say, you know, you had something going on. Well, why don't we just go address that issue? Mm -hmm. So then it's not eating you alive. Right? Um, I'm sure this has never happened, but let's say you and your wife had a slight disagreement where she made you upset. Get a little space. Don't run to alcohol. And then you might even just say something you regretted later. Just stop and say, hey, listen, I know I upset you. Do you mind if we talk about this? This is how I felt too. Um, and I'm really good at that stuff because I've messed up so many. Right? Um, and so that's how I approach those. And that's how I coach people to approach that. Is let's find, um, figure out what the trigger was and attack the trigger. Mm -hmm. don't apply a band-aid right if what you're applying is going to make it worse that's like amputating your leg because you stubbed your toe <laughs> yeah we do that emotionally though that's what's mm -hmm. crazy and it's i appreciate you sharing that because just making that connection when you were asking the question of what do you go to when you feel good and what do you go to when you feel bad i had i personally had not made that connection before about you go for the same thing. And I love how you talked about um, giving, allowing yourself space to be able to sit in the moment and take a deep breath. And I think that goes for both ways. When things are going well and when things are, is take that minute, 10 seconds, 15 seconds, however long, and sit in it and just let it flow over you and look at, okay, what about this is making me feel so good? Or what about this is making me feel so bad? There's a great book called The Four Agreements. I don't know if you've mm, ever oh, read yeah. that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's a must. So good. And it talked about you don't get high for the highs, you don't get lows for the lows. And you, because just like you can't get upset <clears throat> when you get criticism, you also shouldn't take the credit when you do things well. So it's a weird dynamic, but the book says it way better than I do. But it goes along the same lines, I think, of what you were just sharing of just sitting in that. So that was absolutely gold. Well, I appreciate it, man. Trust me. I've, you know, I've messed up a lot. Um, and, and I know you've heard the saying, um, a wise man learns from his mistakes. Um, and then, you know, the wiser man learns from others' mistakes. And I think what's missing is that the wisest man learns from others' successes. So I just want to share my failures and successes so people can learn from. Yeah, so let's talk about some of the successes because you have had that. You've, you've been successful. You are successful. So let's not say in the past tense. 
Um, you know, again, pathways have both sides. Like you said, you you have the mistakes that you made and you've had the successes. What are some of the, I guess, the characteristics of you that have helped you create the success that you've had? You know, I'm, I don't mean this in a negative way. I'm joking. I'm kind of, I'm kind of an idiot, man. Um, I'm really not afraid of anything. <laughs> um, with me this year um, was fear. And I had never heard it, but it's false evidence appearing real. We create so much crap. It's my time overseas. Maybe it's just because I did so much dumb crap when I was drunk and high off my behind, you know? Um, but the only fear that I have now is not living up to who I was created to be. Um, that helps me be successful. A newer one that I've added is um, every time, you know, you look at something, you're like, man, I know I need to do this, but I really don't want to. That is exactly what I do without hesitation. Mm. The second I say, I don't want to, or I, like I'm a three-year-old, right? And I stomp my foot on the ground. That is exactly what I'll do. It's like, I don't want to do it. Now I have to, because I said it. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, seriously, man. Like, you know, I have legitimately woken up because I wake up at 3 a.m. every day. And I got up the other morning. I just stomped my foot on the ground. I was like, I don't want And like, and I did, though. You know, I, I don't understand. It, it, I've learned a long time ago not to rely on motivation. Motivation is crap. Motivation is fleeting. Uh, when you have a drive, when you have a purpose. And here's the thing, when somebody may say, you're like, well, Matthew, what if I don't know my purpose? That is a purpose, to go find it. Mm -hmm. If you don't know, come on, let's go. And, and it's so cool. And isn't that a cool journey? So that's the way I look at those things, man. Um, that, and I wasted so much time before that I'm not wasted anymore. Yeah, I had... And, and that's where knowing your values, knowing, knowing the direction that you need to go in allows you that, like you said earlier, that space to be able to go that way. Because you know that if you say, I don't want to, then you weigh it against your values and say, okay, I don't want to because I know it's a good thing for me or if it's a bad thing for me. So you got to have those things to balance um, in, in a, uh, a neighbor he was sharing some of the massive success that he's had in the last couple of years. And he's like, it started just saying yes to things. Mm -hmm. And um, it was yes to things that just seemed out of the ordinary <clears throat> and they were safe and they were positive. And so he just said, okay, let me wait. Yes. I'll yes. And if it was hopping on a plane and having to fly somewhere to be somewhere, that was just a unbelievable opportunity, but it was inconvenient. He's like, yes. And then he just told his wife, he's like, look, I'm going to have to say yes to certain things that he, you know, again, doesn't want to create a wedge in the relationship, but just saying, look, I'm on this and here are the situations. And so together they made these decisions of that was what he was going to do. And he has had unbelievable success over the last couple of years. So he was available. It was just crazy what's going on. So he was available. Yeah, Exactly. See, it goes back to the availability. Um, so I, and I never even had thought of that term before and I absolutely love it. So now we have a t-shirt for you. 
<laughs> I think my first one's going to be uh, your vulnerability is your strength, bro. Yeah, that's good. That's solid. So one of the things that you have on your website, <clears throat> excuse me, that you're talking about from your coaching is habits. So yeah. I'm a big, big believer in habits. And I heard this phrase one time, and it's not my own, that habits eat willpower for lunch. Yep. So yep. talk talk to me more about how you help people create good positive habits because if you're on a pathway to greatness, this is a must, non-negotiable that you need to have part in your life. Habits will make or break you, man. Uh, you heard me just change into like coaching voice, right? But it they absolutely will. And here's the thing. Let's look at what they can do. I get off work. I got a little extra time. I go have a beer. I have two beers. I have three beers, right? It's the weekend. I go to a brewery. I do this. I go hang out with my friends. We have some drinks, right? Those are habits. And when I stopped, I didn't know what to do. I didn't even know who I was because I didn't have my habits anymore. Hmm. And I do, I'm going to start with this. People say, how long does it take to create a habit? And it's, you know, there's all these answers. It takes 15 days. It takes 90 days. It takes 1,000. It takes 10,000 hours. You know how long it takes? As long as it freaking takes. And you know how long it takes to break it? One day. Right? That's it. Because we've all done it. Well, I'm just going to skip the gym today, right? I'll use the gym. Ah, oh, well, you know what? Then, and, and most of us, so many of us are all or nothing, right? That are in business. Well, yeah, you know what? I didn't work out today. So I'll just go ahead and treat myself to this thing, to this donut. And I might as well get the pizza. Then I might as well get that. Oh my God, I don't feel good. So I'll skip the gym tomorrow. So we're going to flip that on its head. And the first habit that I like to help people instill is this. The only way to fail is to quit. So here's the thing. We tend to set these goals, right? So freaking high that they're in, you know, they're not achievable, right? We get behind. We're, we're not where we want to be and we just throw Hail Mary. Let's use another football reference here, right? We're chucking it, throwing Hail Mary. It doesn't work. Look what Tom Brady does. I call it the Tom Brady effect, right? This dude is really boring to watch. Like, really boring. George St. Pierre was the same way. And they're two of the best in their respective fields. They run the ball. They run the ball. They throw it short. They throw it short, right? And then when the defense cheats up, they chuck it. But what do we do? Chuck it all the time. No, let's run the ball. So the easiest way to set up habits is this. Write down your priorities in life. And then what I want you to do is write down what they really are. And what I mean by that is I need you to look at your calendar, look at your schedule and where you spend your time, and then do a dive into your bank account to see where you're spending your money. That'll tell you what your habits, that'll tell you what your priorities really are. Right? So as a good Southern man, I would have said before that my priorities were God, my family, my friends, my business, right? No, they weren't. They were alcohol, cocaine, and women. So here's the thing. You know, if somebody tells me, well, God's my number one priority. Great. How much time do you spend with him every day? Well, I don't. Then no, he's not. Take it off the list. And I'm a hard truth person, right? Well, my family is, you know, my number one priority. Great. You provide them for them fiscally. Do they have a safe place to live, right? It's, we have to go down those in order to set up the habits to create 
those things. Mm-hmm. You set, I set up habits around our priorities to create that life, right? So, you know, it's it, looking at those things. Great. Do they have a safe place to be? Do they feel loved? Sure. You, you bought them an Xbox, but do they feel like you're present? Right. If, if you're not, then no, they're not. Right. Um, yourself. How long, you know, I've heard it often said, you know, if I ask you to say the things you're thankful for in your priorities, how long would it take you to say yourself? Well, myself is number two to God only because I can't be good to anybody else if I'm not good to myself and I can only do that for him. Right. So then we set up our habits. Well, then I have everybody write down what they do for an entire day. Right. And dude, I'm talking like the second you roll out of bed, did you complain about the alarm clock going off? Okay. So the first thing you did was something negative. We should probably work on that. Right. And it, it, here's the thing that is that vulnerability. That is that looking. People don't want to deep dive, but bro, when you do, it's a game changer. Right. Like, did you have that glass of water first thing? That's a simple habit. It's a positive step for you. But we want to set them up small very small. So we set up these big goals, right? And so we dive into that. If the first thing you do is check Instagram, then other people's lives are your, your priority right there, okay? So then we, we look at your goals and we set up minimum standards, right? You, you've ever, I'm sure you've never been in a job, right? Where there's that person that does the bare minimum every day and they drive you absolutely bananas, but they can't fire them because they're doing the bare minimum. Yeah, but here's the thing: other people over here swinging for the fences in a sales job and stuff like that, and they miss and they hit a home run, hit a home run, and then strike out repeatedly and they get fired. This person's still chugging away. So here's the thing: I'm not saying do the bare minimum, but I'm saying have it stack on top of one another, right? So let's use um, if you're not drinking enough water, let's start off today by drinking a cup of water. Put it on top of your alarm clock or or put it in the sink so that hopefully when you brush your teeth, hopefully that there's a glass of water there. Those little things like that, right? Say an affirmation first thing when you get out of bed. It, it sounds cheesy, but why am I up at, at whatever time I'm up, right? Spend that 10 minutes with God. How do you expect to have the day go in line where it's supposed to if you don't even talk to the person that puts you here in the first place, right? Those little things and then say, okay, well, I want to be a fit person, right? Because we have to line up our habits with the type of person we want to become. What's your identity? So most people say, well, I'm going to go to the gym five days a week. Well, hold on. During your busiest time, how many can you go? I can go to Great. Let's go for two. And let's get really great at that and then build that system and create that habit. So that whenever things get cr- The secret is this. Life doesn't slow down. When life gets less crazy, win. That doesn't happen. You just get better equipped to handle it. And the only ways to do that is to build habits and build intrinsic value in yourself through that. Life doesn't slow down. You just get better at it. That's so good. The one thing that I, one of the many things that you shared that to me is a, a huge peg that people need to set in place that you said is set up habits around your priorities and you have to do the audit of your priorities before you can do that. 
And, and again, thank you for sharing that because I had not, I knew it, but I, again, I hadn't thought about it. I'm very visual. So, you know, seeing the, if you wanted to, if you're in the audience and you want to draw a circle, write your priority in the middle and then start writing the habits around that will represent that. So like you mm -hmm. said, family is write down the intentional things that you want to do that you need to do that keeps family as a priority. We don't do that. Mm -hmm. We say it, but we don't do it. We're, we will. I remember years ago, I would spend hours creating a business plan crystal trophy on the stage, you know, winning awards and all that, but I neglected and I never did that for my personal life, my spiritual life or my family ever, never sat down and did that. And that's why work was going really, really well. And everything else was suboptimal at best. And that, that part right there, I just want people to just Again, hear what you said. I'm going to repeat it again to set up habits around your priorities. If you do that, you won't fail as often. Okay. I mean, I love it. And I know I got on a little soapbox there. Maybe I shouldn't have had that coffee. Um, but I'm glad you did because that was gold. It's a beautiful thing, man. Like when, when your actions are congruent with your priorities, Nobody can stop you. I don't care what your purpose is. I don't care if it's to be the best unicycle tire repair man. Own it. And be the best one, bro. Like, I bet you can get 8 million TikTok followers. I don't know anybody else doing that. So the thing is, it, it doesn't matter what it is. It's not too big. It's not too small. Just set those priorities up, man, and everything will freaking change. It's really cool to watch. Not just in myself, but with all these clients. Like I had somebody the other day say, man, I'm really lining these things up. My work is taking off. My relationship with my savior is growing exponentially. It's getting better. Um, and I really don't know why this thing is not playing well with me. Um, maybe I should prioritize plugging it in. But uh, <laughs> yeah, we gotta have to, sometimes you just run out of juice. <laughs> right. Um, but, uh, you know, and then he said, you know, man, um, I, I had a dream the other night that I was kayaking. Said, okay. And he said, I've had that dream before, but this is the first time where I actually felt and knew in my heart that I'd be able to do it. And I never thought I'd be able to do that again. And did I sit there just tear streaming? Bro, that is so strong. Like, and all that he did was line up his habit mm -hmm. with his actual priorities. And look at that, man. Like, that is so cool. Well, and to again, to go back what you shared earlier is when you start to have that success, don't let your guard down. Mm. Give yourself the space to accept it and continue to do the things that got you there. Mm. I get complacent. When mm -hmm. success starts happening and things start just, you know, they feel like they're going in a flow is when I let my guard down. And that's what the devil wants. They want, because then he's like, okay, well, let's just have, he feels in the flow. He's moving the way he needs to move. 
and he's going to feel good about himself. And mm -hmm. I know in six months, he's going to take his eye off the prize. And I'm going to be able to slide in there and find that chink in the armor again. And that's okay. where you said earlier is be available and give yourself space, even in times mm -hmm. that are going very well. To keep I'd say, especially up. in times that are going well, right? So, because here's the thing, if you don't take the time to really to analyze that and figure that out, then you can't replicate. Mm -hmm. And you have to have replicable success. And you, you can be successful once on accident. You don't get to do it over and over again. And you can't do that unless you sit there. A word that really struck me recently when we were digging in in a men's Bible study, um, we were talking about temptation and sin. And, um, oh, no, this was a sermon on the... Uh, where Satan was coming after Jesus in the desert, right? And he was talking about enduring. And one of the guys said, hey, man, look that word up. I was like, I know what this word means. Don't insult my intelligence, right? And so I looked it up, but it had a little phrase there, and I'd never thought about it this way. To patiently suffer. Mm. Think about that. When you're enduring, it's patiently suffer. Now, that's counter everything we've ever been taught. But that's how you get stronger is to understand and weather that storm, but to push through it. I'll give you a quick example, if I may. I love using nature. If you watch, nobody looks at a cow and goes, wow, that's the smartest animal I've ever seen, right? Like, it doesn't happen. When a storm is coming, cows get up and they take off the opposite direction. I don't know if you've seen a cow run, but they're not the fleetest of foot. They can't outrun a storm. They're so graceful, and too. <laughs> they are something, man. And they can't outrun the storm. So all they do is prolong how long they're in the storm because they're running away from it. And they sit there and get beaten down. Now, let's take a buffalo, okay? Because they're freaking majestic. Like, nobody, you look at a buffalo and you're like, yo, like, for real? Like, if you've ever looked in their eyes, they're just powerful and majestic, right? They see a storm coming and they go right for it. And they run headlong into the storm, which cuts the amount of time they have to suffer. Mm -hmm. But they embrace it. So imagine how much different that would be if you're like, man, this is terrible. What lesson can I take from this? I'm going to take this on. I'm going to get better because mm -hmm. of it. Carry on. And then I'm going to replicate the success that I had before because I took the time to pay attention to it. Yeah. It's, it's such a great example of what we should do. And I had shared a friend of mine, he'd shared that same story with me. And it struck me that for so long, I didn't know how to be the Buffalo. Like I didn't know how to turn and face the storm. I was just, I guess my natural ability or whatever it was, I would just turn and ran. So you talked about fear that was a huge challenge of mine that just up until recently, have I been able to take risks, you know, good risk, of course. Mm -hmm. um, but it was that fear that held me back. And now you talked about priorities and centering habits around that. I'm similar to you in the sense of if I don't want to do it, I analyze why do I not want to do it? Um, there's a, another really good movie called free solo i don't know if you've ever seen that one but it's about um this free climber 
up El Capitan. You should watch it. I think you would really, really like it. And one of the things that the climber said that they do is they take an assessment of the mountain and they say, okay, is this risky or is this dangerous? Mm. And he's like, there was a difference. He's like, risky mm-hmm. means that it may take me longer to navigate that path. Dangerous is it, there's not going to be anything potentially there and I'll die. So he's like, there's a difference. And so I look at things that way is that, and, and I have a wonderful wife that reminds me of this all the time is what's the worst thing that can happen. Like, that's a phrase that I use when I go, I don't want to do it. Well, okay. What's the worst thing that can happen, you know, and then start to really think things through of, is this going to cause harm to me, my family, um, or, you know, people around me. And if there's no real harm or danger, then what's the danger in doing it? Um, I love that. I would, if I may, um, even to make it more simple, if we're walking drunks with what God wants us to do, and he tells us to do something, even if it's dangerous, you still have to do it. Yeah. <laughs> um, and that's the thing. I, it, and, and it sounds, it's like, oh my God, that's just your stupid faith. No, it's definitely my stupid faith because I'm going to do whatever, I, whatever he tells me. I'm like, well, okay. <laughs> and I'm going to walk through that dadgum thing like Mr. Magoo and ignore everything blowing, blowing up and falling around me. Yes, I just dated myself with a Mr. Magoo reference. But, um, and that's the thing is like, there's going to be dangers and there's going to be risks. But I think it's more dangerous and scarier to not push and do what we're commanded to do. Right? Um, I think that's terrifying. Um, something I wrote today, I know you saw it, or maybe you did, and I thought it was good. It's pretty simple. Is, and it revolves around a philosophy I heard recently. But if it's not helping me grow, it's a no. I like it. Um, but look at everything like a bill earner investment. Okay? An investment is, this is going to make me better. It may take something out of me at first, but it's going to make me better right? Like the people we hang out with, you and I, we communicate. That's an investment. Time is more valuable than money because we can't make more money, but we can make more money, but we can't make more time, right? That's an investment. Now, if you only sat there and gossiped that we just talked about football, that's a bill you're taking. And if it's a bill, I don't need any more of those. I got enough of those things, right? So it's enough. So this, just look at everything. Is this an investment or a bill? And if it's a bill, you probably have enough already. Too many bills. <laughs> Way too many bills. <laughs> exactly. Way too many bills. Well, brother, I would love any anything that parting that you'd like to share with the audience around like key takeaways as they're on their pathway to greatness. The first one is this, man. You're not alone. That holds so many of us back and it feels so lonely. But there's a massive difference between standing apart and standing alone. And you're never alone. You know, if you don't have faith in God, which I hope you do, reach out to me. Reach out to Jeff. Um, You're not the only one. Um, The second one is when you see the hard thing, 
just do it without hesitation. Be available, be vulnerable, and, and be gracious, be grateful. And I bet things change. I bet things, maybe they don't need to change. I bet they keep growing, though. And I think that's awesome. Matthew, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you for just the time, the wisdom, everything that you shared with myself today. I don't care if anybody listens. I got a lot out of it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the second I open my mouth, they're going to run away. Um, <laughs> I don't think know. so. They don't know that you're a Gamecock fan yet. So, oh, you waited till the end. And <laughs> I did. Up. That's that's why I'm so good at overcoming adversity, and I'm not that <laughs> smart, right? Because I'm like, oh, I lost all my money. That's okay. I'm a Gamecock fan. I'm used to losing. Let's keep going. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I appreciate you so much. Where can people find you um, and follow you? Man, um, it's MatthewHedden.com or MatthewHeddenCoaching.com. All of my social media handles are Matthew Hedden. Um, spelled like it sounds, Head, Dan, D-E-N. Um, and then uh, we didn't get into it, but hopefully, uh, or I'm writing my book right now. So um, hopefully when that launches, uh, we can talk about that and then they'll be able to find that. So. That will be absolutely awesome, man. It looks, it sounds good. Looks good. I was going to mention it, but I wasn't sure if you were letting the cat out of the bag yet. Yeah, on that man, one. why not? I'm not yeah. scared. You know that. Yeah. Uh, but um, I think it's, it's one of those things that I'm excited um, to hear all the things that you've got going on. I'm excited about see where the, the friendship that we're starting to build will have and the impact that we can have together on um, people around us because we both have the same focus and vision and that's to get to the other side and hear that you're good and faithful servant so through that we've got to use the the talents that we have and i appreciate you i appreciate you too my friend i'm honored and humbled thanks for having me all right brother all right man Thank you for listening to the Pathways to Greatness podcast. If you enjoyed the podcast, be sure to share it with all your friends. Also, rate and review the show to help more people find these valuable conversations. You guys have a great day.